Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hi, you are rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. Happy hump day to you. Uh, coming to you live from the dog house, the Smith dog house. I've got my man John Martin, our man Brad Carson. Dylan Brooks is still talking about LeBron James. You didn't get enough of that. I think he's jealous of uh, not just LeBron. Maybe something else we'll talk about. Grizzlies, more importantly, of the team that Dylan Brooks no longer plays for. Mm. Back on the court tonight. It's been a minute, kind of, uh, since they've been down at FedEx Forum. Obviously coming off a three-game road trip. I think the, this will be the first home game of the month. They'll do it against a Miami Heat team that is winless this season on the road. Can the Grizzlies put together a little two-game win streak? We're all hopeful. John's going to tell you all about that line. Titans have named Will Levis the starter for the rest of the year. It's probably pretty smart. Absolutely. Um, and you will be able to watch the Grizzlies on battle for the rest of the season. After that, who knows? Who knows? That was my tub. I, li- I like it. I like. Remember that? Takes me back to a, a, who knows? a, a hilarious time. Who knows? Well, hello there. That's right. How are you? I'm good, brother. Appreciate you asking. You know, it's important to ask. I think we should. Uh, everything is good, though. Uh, you know, nothing to uh, nothing to report, really, for the most part. Good. So, I heard folks trying to divide us this morning. Uh, in, you didn't let it get to you, did you? No. Um, no. No, no weapon. Always trying to drive a stake between us. No, no weapon. weapon. Formed against us shall, shall prosper. prosper. That's exactly right. That's right. Is that Leviticus? That's right. Is that Leviticus? I don't know, but uh, I don't. I think should it is. know. Yeah, I mean, you're the deacon, man. Uh, but yes. that doesn't mean I got to know every verse. You know, that's. I need to be in that Bible more. I tell you that. Hey, any any successful you know uh, group band whatever. Is it Isaiah? Is that who it is? Fifty four seventy. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I'm sorry, Pastor. I know he's listening. Yeah. And then I got to go see him for a haircut. That, oh man. We all fall short. Sh- shame. We all fall short, my brother. But I let you say it was Leviticus and didn't know. Uh, it was more of just a question. All right, we're off to a rough ask. start. We're off to a rough start. Well, uh, you know what? It's early in the flight. Murtaugh and Riggs we, here. We can get this thing. Uh, we can get this fumbling the case. Yes. Well, dude, the Grizz started zero and six. So. Uh, and they're still playing the games, aren't but they? But we got a chance to put together the win streak tonight. How about that? How about that? There's hope yet. So, uh, anyway, yeah, we'll get into that today on the show. Mark Giannato is going to join us at 1125. Uh, then around 1240, Adam Chernoff is going to join us, talk all things NFL betting this week. It is a disgusting slate. They get started with a disgusting game against the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. <sighs> Yeah, we can make this like a Thursday early There's evening game. Real draft ramifications, correct? With this game, unfortunately, and, and, it's going to push us further down. Well, they, you guys, if would the be, Bears win, we get pushed into a group of teams with three wins. Correct. That's not good for us in terms of well, winning that higher pick. Well, what it does help the Carolina situation. They, you have, but to the win fact this is, game. we can't have it both ways. Well, you have to win. This it's game. unfortunate that we have to play this team. Yeah, like it just it, is. In my opinion, it's it, you. You you need to win this game. Uh, to, for what to ensure. That that top pick, right? Well, again, Arizona top but, two pick. Arizona's a study. Top two pick. Uh, yeah. Kyler Murray coming back. You know what happens there? So yes. I, I'm very excited, actually, yes. in terms of the draft ramifications well, of tonight and watching what Arizona does now with Kyler Murray. Yes, and then and then again, of course, you know the the reality is is that only one of these quarterbacks is still playing for his job, and that's Justin Fields. Oh man, we don't even want to talk about what's happening on the field uh, on the field under center for the Bears right now. Yeah, they both are garbage. <laughs> yeah, but he's got he's got eight games in the left. sense that they're not. Faces of the franchise. He's got eight games left to uh, audition for the you know, the job. So it's really a, for the job of someone else. 
Or, or that, yeah. Because no polls is moving on. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into all that with Adam Chernoff uh, here at around 1240 yeah. or so. Uh, again, all things NFL. Everybody's sending me there was Isaiah 54 and 17. I'm sorry, y'all. That's late. Awful start. We all fall short. Yep. Uh, in, in the Shame. end. Shame. You know, but only one of us uh, I mean, we is both a regular did. You said Leviticus. Goer, okay. So. I mean, I definitely think among of the two, there is certainly one who should well, feel worse about that yep. than, than the other. That's usually how it is around here. Yeah, and, and, and that person is you. Uh, that mm-hmm. you, you should feel worse about that. Than Let's me. try to move on. I, I don't know that I can. I, it's totally derailed the show. Uh, so Adam Chernoff is going to join us at 1240, and then Norton Heard fourth is going to join us uh, at 125 like he does every single Wednesday. All so right. that is the lineup today. Ladies and gentlemen, Grizzlies back in action tonight. We have a few things that we need to touch on, though, as we often do. Let's do a little thing that we call over-under. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over, over, under, under. All right. Point five, Jason, is what we're going to set this number at. Point five. More seasons for the Grizzlies on Bally Sports. Over. Under. Oh, tough one here. The uh, news, of course, is that uh, the, the, the company that, that owns all the rights to the NBA teams, be, MLB teams, Diamond. Diamond Sports yeah, Group, yeah. owner of Bally's. Uh, they are broke. Uh, they are going bankrupt. That's the, pretty much the short of it. Yeah, and so, um, and again, it, it's all connected. It's all connected here because... Um, people are cutting the cord. People are not paying for cable. People are going to other, uh, you know, whether it's Hulu Live, whether it's YouTube TV. We've talked about this, you know, extensively here on the show for the last three to four years, sort of the, you know, the way that habits are changing and, and behaviors are changing with, with, you know, the way we watch sports. Um, and Because, you know, they make a lot of their money from those fees with cable and people are, you know, canceling cable. Uh, they are having a hard time. They're having a hard time. And so they are declaring bankruptcy and, um, where does that leave the Grizzlies is the question. The report was, I don't, I don't remember who had the report, but the report is that even through the bankruptcy and through all these filings, uh, the Grizzlies will remain on Bally Sports for the remainder of the season, which I know comes as fantastic news for everyone uh, because the app is completely flawless uh, and everybody loves it. So but, I know this is good news for them. But you didn't, you know, seven-day credit. We know how bad it's been. That's what Bally's has offered oh, uh, as a day. result of the app. A seven-day credit. The app outages. It doesn't give me great hope, offered though. It's paying subscribers, right? Uh, according to the report here. A, co- yeah. a company. Well, they gave you a seven-day credit. Job. A company. They're trying their best. Well, that's what I'm, but I'm saying. A company that's going out of ba- going out of oh, business. Oh, it, it don't look good. Like what if? They, like they're just going to give re- up on it. They can renegotiate because again, what are the Grizzlies' options if you go outside the regional sports network? You go local, I guess, like Phoenix has done. I mean, uh, you know, are, are you are you on a better deal there, or um, does this thing end up getting renegotiated? I, I, that's that's the way I would lean today. Again, right. I've got no special insight on this, but it seems to me like you would renegotiate this. You've got, you know, the Southeast Network has been one of the better ones in terms of the RSNs for them, and so if anybody can point to some success, it's it's this group you're in with. So I, my guess is it gets renegotiated short term. I'm sure. Um, but we get another season. I'll, I'll go over here just because um, I know y'all are mad at that app, but I don't want to see my ballets go away. Does that mean we lose? Would we lose Rob? I don't. Would well, we lose the team? We wouldn't, we wouldn't lose the team. We, we wouldn't. wouldn't. They would. They go to whatever is whatever. Again, what our options? We yeah. go local. Would they go? Because then, uh, uh, is there a chance that they get bumped out? What if some? You know, again, you sell it to the networks around here. Do they go with the team that you've got? Do they? Well, the Suns, the Suns. You know, who's who's Bally's and who's not over there? Who's Bally's and who's Grizzlies? Oh, when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't Rob one of those? Yeah, I think they would just. I, they would just. Make I would it. hope that. Well, anyway, I don't want to lose Rob. That's my point. Yeah, I think. I, well, like the Suns, for example, they they were. They went local, didn't they? Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah. But but again, local here is different in terms of what local will pay the Grizzlies, right, for those broadcast rights. Be a lot less. I'm. I'm assuming than what Phoenix get it. You're in this market, John. You're one of the small market, the most small market teams in the league. I mean, whatever. So, so that's my. Is yeah, it going to be I more profitable than a renegotiation with Bally's? Uh, some arm of it, whatever is left of it after this season, mm-hmm. just feels like you would lean towards the Bally's again. You know. You know. Who you with, man? 
You would Bally's? You want you want Bally's destroyed because y'all are mad at the app. The app is. I want to keep Rob. Well, so we, we're, we we're pulling. Rob. We're pulling in two different directions. No, we can keep as Rob. long as you can tell me that Rob's going to whatever local broadcast we get. Is yes. that, that fair? Yeah. If if WMC buys it, if a, you know ABC, whatever, if a, yes. whoever, if they Rob's going to be the sideline guy. He's been the sideline guy guy for twenty years. We're not we're not punting him to the moon. Well, we got to get away. I mean, we, you're you're saying that we got to get out of the. Uh, we don't know how much Rob's making. Rob could be making a lot of money. You know how that stuff goes well, right here. Well, that's that's you, you know what you're right, and and maybe Rob needs to you know come back to earth a little bit. No, he doesn't. No, he cut. doesn't. Rob does not. He has earned every cent, and it should only go up from here. Actually, he should volunteer to do it if it means local. I hope he's listening. You know and, and know that it, this is why I want Bally's to stay at least that's, one I'm, more that's year. That's why I'm a great. Agent. You're going under. Uh, I'm going to go Again, over. I don't think your options I'm, I'm gonna here are going to be better than renegotiation with Bally. I, I don't know Bally. what the options are. But, exactly. But just because I don't know what the options are doesn't mean there aren't any, right? Like Sell I, that thing to the CW. Uh, yeah, with you watch all those bad ACC games in between Jane the Virgin and, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, look, I think that would be great, for especially a city like Memphis, like to get it over the air where you know people don't have cable, they don't have access, you know. See, a lot of people tell me, well, those a lot of those guys are Grizz guys, not necessarily Bally's guys. Well, I think we could but convert think, Rob's deal, man. We could get him on I a grind to media a deal or something like, you know, we could figure that out. I just want to save all the Bally's people I can before uh, they uh, shut uh, this thing down. I hate to see it, especially well, yes. if it come from the news. What, what are we talking about here? Yes. Layoffs everywhere in every industry. Yes. I don't want to see those folks lose jobs. Uh well, so, Sue me. But, yes, I think it will be over uh, just because there's no uh, uh, obvious alternative right now. I just think it would be more profitable probably for the Grizzlies to stay with Bally's as long as they can. Yeah. Unless they're ready to set up their own network. Doesn't yes. sound like they are. Uh, speaking of the Grizzlies, uh, 1.5 margin of defeat for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight as they are one-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Miami Heat. Now, is that line coming down? It has come down a tad, yes. It has come down. I, I mean, saw it at two and a half at one point. It, it, were favored. Well, the Grizzlies were favored, and then the Heat were favored. Oh, really? Yeah, the Grizzlies were minus one as of yesterday. I didn't know that. Then the injury report came out. Then that flipped, got all the way up to two and a half, touched two and a half for a bit, and is now down to one and a half. Well, we're saying because of Conchar and Derrick Rose and Tillman being out? Grizz have ten active players tonight, really nine if you don't count you know, Lofton, or eight if you don't count Lofton and Jacob Gilliard. Well, they're playing. Yeah. So that's all hands on deck. So so ten ten active guys right now. We don't know what the heat situation is. It seems like, you know, they tend tend to not you know play their guys. Well, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward. On it's all about Jimmy and whether they're playing. But they, Caleb Martin, uh, Jovich Kane, your boy R.J. Hampton has been assigned, I believe, to G League. I did not even know R.J. was with the Heat. How about that? I try to update. I gave you a little update there on your guy. Uh, but Caleb Martin's out. I don't expect Jimmy to be out. He was good against the Lakers the other night. Yeah. But like I said, they're on the road with Jimmy. You're preserving. You don't really care about the regular season. I just I expect him to be out there tonight, along with Bam, who's coming off a fantastic performance against the Lakers. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say don't do it. I'm gonna say they win under. Oh, good. I say they win. Yeah. I think they. Uh, they, They're due for a home victory. Yeah, exactly. They band together, one. and you know, again, if there's a so, team that doesn't care, it's going to be this one that they're playing had the tonight. the best home record in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and three at home, you're due to break through. Yeah, uh, hadn't been back. You got, you know, you, you've again, you point to that Portland win there on on uh, on Sunday, and it it did. It felt important. That feels bad sitting up here at what 28 in the power rankings or whatever else that you point to a Portland victory and say this uh, this was big, but it was obviously, and especially in terms of trying to sort of halt the the the, the frustration that mm-hmm. was clearly building. And so, listen, you got good vibes is my point. Mm-hmm. Due to breakthrough at home, hopefully these yeah. – my, my big key, Kennard, hit shots. Yeah, the Heat have not won on the road this year. So Them and Utah both winless yeah. on the road. So you got an opportunity here. Don't want to look past the Heat. But Absolutely. I see this as a, a, a breakthrough spot, too, for the Grizzlies. Yeah. I think they get the dub. I, I think you're exactly right. Um, and uh, Law of averages, man. 0-3 at home. Right. I mean, again, the Heat – if this game was in March when, like, it mattered to them or something for seeding or something, I could say, yeah, like, I, you know. But I think the Grizzlies are going to care a lot more than the Heat do tonight, uh, and I think that's going to be that enough. that vein in that Jaron, John. Yeah. Uh, you'll be fine. Those role players, hopefully those shots are dropping tonight. Uh, moving on to college basketball, uh, six and a half, margin of victory for the Florida Atlantic Owls tonight as they kick off their season against the Loyola Ramblers in a neutral site mm. game in Chicago. A little bit of a test. Over. Under. Just in the sense that you're playing a team that's 74 at Ken Palm for Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Just to open the season. Basically, I mean, in, um, their, in their city. In their city. Yeah, Ken Palm calls it semi-away. Yeah. 
uh, you know, semi home for for Loyola Chicago. He's got as a three point game. I just bring that up because that's what the computers are saying. Probably because again, giving giving a, a, a point or two back over. That's the difference between that and the line. Uh, because technically, he's saying this is a a home game for Loyola Chicago. I'm uh, I, I'm very curious to see what this uh, what this FAU team looks like uh, at Ken Palm and from an analytics standpoint. It is rated below Memphis. Uh, obviously, they are ranked the number ten team in the country, and frankly, it's a good thing for Memphis and for the conference that they are. Otherwise, you wouldn't have anything to point to and say, okay, there's going to be uh, something that's going to register with the NCAA uh, selection committee. All that said. Um, weren't things shaky for them in the preseason? Yeah, they did not have their Elijah Martin in any of those scrimmages, though. They're the co-player. The and year. we think he's fine. He's, he, I think he he's expected to play tonight. He's a game-time decision, but I yeah. think the expectation is that he plays. Line's what, six? Six and a half now. Give me Loyola Chicago in the plus six and a half. So your your team, Ken Palm. Okay, I like it. Um, I'm a roll with Ken Palm. I trust Ken Palm here to start the year. Yeah, six and a half is a lot, uh, and especially you know without knowing how much uh, work Elijah Martin has been able to get in. Yeah, that's just been. A it was five situation. last night. I was tempted by five last night. Oh, I'm not. I'm. I, I when it comes to stuff like this, I'm. I'm not the guy that's going to take a number as it continues to sort of get away. Right. Like, if it was four and a half last night and I didn't take it at four and a half, even if it moves to five and a half, six, six and a half, I'm not, I'm not interested, right? I know that money's coming in. I know the market likes it. But if I didn't take it at four and a half, I, sh- I should have no interest in six and a half, right? Just as an example. So I can't take six and a half. I will say Loyola keeps it close tonight within six and a half. Uh, probably because, you know, FAU is just not, not as healthy as they will be probably come conference season. So I, I, I could see it being a – and again, like that team, Loyola is going to be ready for you tonight. Yeah, I mean, they, they you're not sneaking up on anybody. So yeah, I think uh, without knowing much about them, you know, at home basically, if you can't keep within six and a half, uh, that's a tough go. It's a tough go. All right, moving on to Memphis football margin of victory for the Tigers football program on Saturday again nine and a half. I, I'm so scared of this game. Over, under. Uh, basically because of um, we don't know on Seth. Mm-hmm. And said it yesterday, love what I saw from Tevin Carter in terms of stepping in for Seth Hennigan. And I, don't, I know Rock turned that, that pass into the 85-yard touchdown, but you know he finished that game in a way that you felt comfortable. Okay, you got a good backup. But, again, putting him out there in what is a must-win game. I know folks are looking at this Charlotte team and saying there's nothing here. But this is must-win in the sense that you must win it to get to this spot against SMU that could determine who's playing Tulane in the championship game. It's as must-win as any on the schedule. So as, as much as I want to look at the opponents, I mean, you can throw anybody out there. It makes me uncomfortable, the uncertainty at quarterback. My hope, again, is that you got a Seth Hennigan. It's a pain tolerance deal. If he's 80%, that's good enough for me, especially when I you look at the way he has been playing. He's cleaned it up in terms of the interceptions. He's been on a roll with his offense. And, frankly, you need this offense still on a roll because your defense, you can't trust it right now. Yep. And so, that with you know, the big play that it is getting, giving up week after week after week. So, you know, just are you as smooth? Are you as explosive with Tevin Carter? I don't know. What I know is that you are with Seth Hennigan. So, like I said yesterday, I, I would take a Seth Hennigan who's even diminished uh, if he feels like he can go. All that said, numbers what? Uh, it's nine and a half. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with – that's come down based on the Seth news, right? Absolutely. I'm going to go that he plays and they cover. That Seth plays, okay. All right. Because I don't think you can mess with this. And for him to say it was day-to-day, mm-hmm. right, and he said sooner rather than later mm-hmm. – I just I don't that my sense of that is if he can go I'm putting him out there and if Seth plays I feel good about them covering the spread right I I, I think that's fair I, and I would agree with that really if he plays yes if he doesn't then it's a house do you work. have more doubt that he that he plays do you? well I mean because again, I, I was getting the sense from others 10. I was listening to others they think oh you can just throw Tevin Carter out there and be fine I I, I, I would like to that. believe that I just haven't seen enough of him to think uh, again, and, freshman. and the stakes here are high. Yes. You look at the record of shot. This is a trap game. Oh, there is no question about completely, it. Completely. Completely. Because you're looking ahead. You're, no question. Talking about the big opportunity. Yes. I mean, it's it's basically going to decide as of today, as, as of that and day, 
whether or not you are going to have a chance to play in the AAC title game. And unfortunately, you know, a defense at one point this season, I, I, I felt like I could trust to at least get me the stops when it mattered. And I suppose you could apply that to that 59-50 and say, well, they got a couple. Right. Still, yeah, I, I don't. And so there's a good chance this is a shootout in Charlotte this weekend. I need my offense operating at a high level again. The running back situation, Blake Watson, I got guys there. Brand Thomas filling in well. Uh, uh, Sutton Smith they've got. It's that the quarterback said this thing's vital uh, in terms of a must win. I, I think if you can, if Seth can play, you got to play him. If he does play, I think they cover. Yeah, uh, we're in agreement. We're in agreement on that. And then uh, and then finally, Jason, uh, last one of the day. Twenty five and a half points tonight for King James against old friend Dylan Brooks. Over why, under. Why does Dylan keep doing this? Dilly dilly. He says if he didn't have to talk to the media, he wouldn't. Dilly dilly. Then he got all into how he doesn't like guys that control the media, as he says LeBron does. But it felt like he was talking about, you know, Draymond, too, sort of subtweeting him. I get the sense that Dylan would like to have his own podcast. He's just jealous. Yeah. He's jealous of them. Um, he doesn't care. Right. Oh, clearly. And that's why it was no longer going to work here. You know, it's part of it. I guess he also knew what kind of deal he could possibly get on the open market from a team like the Rockets. That's part of it, too, why you can not just – at the end of a year, just say, F it. You know, a team that needed to be reeling it back, you know, reining it back in, he's out here poking the bear. And what did LeBron do to, to him? What is it, 20 and 20? He gave yeah. him 40, all right. Yeah, he, did. he uh, did. I can't believe he's doing this again. LeBron LeBron can say he doesn't care, but he does. So I'll go over. LeBron's going to be looking to cook him. 25 and a half is a lot, though, bro. About 30 ain't nothing for LeBron. Can he do that in this day and age? I think games like this fire him up when fools like Dylan are talking. Yeah, I used to he, love me he, some Dylan Brooks. But he doesn't know when to shut it up. He doesn't. There's it's, a time. And a place. A time. And last and year a, was not the time. time but he was out of here. Men- place. He was out of here mentally. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good stuff there. Uh, I'm going to go under because I think he's too old. He's too old to score 26 in a regular season game, Jason. There you. I thought you said he's going to win the championship this year and retire. Wasn't that your prophecy? I think he's just going to retire. He's not going to win the championship. He's just going to retire. Oh, you've really changed that. I have. Prediction. Well, again, I didn't know that they were going to rest him, you know, and manage his minutes as, as aggressively as they were at the beginning of the year. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, Mark Janai is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about Memphis basketball. Uh, football game this weekend, Grizzlies, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you try to FM ESPN? I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. Last season, Florida Atlantic made a historic run to the Final Four. This season, the Owls start off ranked 10th in college basketball, and the Owls return all five starters from the Final Four teams, so expectations are high. The BetQL model is expecting FAU to get off to a good start. Their five-star play of the day is to take the Owls and lay the points against the Rams. I'm Michael Jenkins. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the Bet MGM. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Shame. Mark Giannato has never stolen a sign in his life. Join us every Wednesday. Read him at commercialpill.com. Shame. Listen to him on 99 FM ESPN. He joins us now. How, how does it feel, man? How does it feel to uh, be the black sheep of college football? 
as long as they don't uh, interrupt our march to a national championship, I'm fine with it. If anything, like I'll be honest, one I think one it's helping this particular team because it's kind of like an us against the world mentality. Uh, and then two, honestly, like this is the most I've talked to my college friends in years. <laughs> all of us debating what's going on. It's kind of brought us closer yeah. together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of you just like and like uh, yeah. you just, you're just like Harbaugh. You laughing? You laughing about this? Just like Harbaugh? You're not taking it seriously. Well, it's like what's mm-hmm. clear is that what's clear is that everyone was doing it. Michigan may have gotten caught, I guess, but like I just don't believe anything is gonna like. I think there's been this mass hysteria that, like, this is some great scandal. And the reality is, is, like, Michigan can prove, apparently, that, like, Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue were shit, you know, were, were giving out their signals. Just like they, they were chasing down everyone else's signals. Like, everyone's making it this big controversy. And I just, what it shows to me, what it seems to me is that, you know, I guess Michigan kind of, you know, got caught a little bit, but, like, Everyone was doing it. Everyone does it. And I'm unclear what advantage Michigan really had over anyone else. But beyond that, like, I'm biased in all this very clearly. I'm just I'm biased. I am. I can't. I, Michigan football is one of the few things in my life that I, you know, as a journalist, I've kept as, like, kind of, like, I don't think I could cover Michigan football. Mm. Like, I don't think I could do it, like, uh, in the, the appropriate way. Um, if I were asked to do, I actually been offered a job to cover Michigan football at, at some point in the last five, ten years, and I was just like, I don't think I can do it. Like, I just don't think I would be, I wouldn't feel right doing it. But I don't think it's going to affect this season. Like, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, this week, um, you know, the Big Ten's supposed to put out. You know, I guess maybe tomorrow. It sounds like now, some sort of whether it's a suspension of Harbaugh or something, but. Michigan's going to go to court and, you know, get a temporary injunction and then they'll they'll play out the season and this will get settled down the line and I'm you know I'm sure Michigan will face some sort of some sanctions of some kind 3 years from now or whatever but um that's how I'm thinking at least I mean other I know there's like a lot in the media who are you know I, I saw Greg Doyle wrote that like you know he's not going to vote for JJ McCarthy for the Heisman because of this you know, I've seen you know, Pat McAfee said they shouldn't be allowed in the playoff as long as this is going on. It's like, are we really going to, like, just eliminate the entire investigative process of this? Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's kind of people don't like Harbaugh, and it's a bit of a witch hunt against Harbaugh. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely that. I mean, it feels like the, you know, college football edition of Penny in a way. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a much more elaborate scheme here than what Penny was doing, but uh, it does sort of feel like. Well, like, that's the thing. Have they, there's been no proof yet that ties Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, to this. Like, if you listen to, like, the people who are actually insiders at Michigan, like, what they're saying at Michigan is that this was a lunatic fan. Like, if Michigan did something wrong here, this is, again, the Michigan side, not necessarily the truth. But the Michigan side is if they did something wrong, it's that they didn't vet this employee well enough when they hired him because he's like a crazy fan who just took things too far. Um, and they just thought he was good at stealing signs because he was in the military. They didn't know about this elaborate whatever he was doing. Um, sending all these people to different games. Again, that's the Michigan side. But no one's yet connected Jim Harbaugh to this, like, you know, directly. There's been no, I've seen no evidence yet that suggests Harbaugh was directly tied to this. You can assume, but like, is assuming enough? I, you know, I don't know. Well, this isn't a criminal case, but uh, yes, yeah, I can assume. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, I, you know, he, it's like Rick Pitino saying, "I had no idea they were going to the strip club. I had no clue right. they had strippers running around the." You know, you could say that, but I mean, just sort of it's on your watch. Yeah, it's in the end, yeah. you're the you're the head man. Yeah. you know, what I mean, I think they're gonna, I think they are going to get punished by the NCAA for this, but like. Why does this? Why? Why do we have to circumvent the investigative process? Like, why? What? What justifies that in all of this? Like, you know, like, I, I don't think. I mean, I guess they're saying sportsmanship, competitive advantage, and Michigan's going to present that uh, that everyone else was doing it too. And then the the real loser in all this, I think, is the Big Ten. This new Big Ten commissioner, 
Because, like, now he's put himself in a position where no matter what he does, there are going to be very powerful people within the conference pissed off at him. Like, if he, if he doesn't punish Harbaugh, those 13 schools that were whining to him, like, and specifically Ohio State, the biggest, you know, arguably the biggest brand in the league, are going to be really pissed at him. And if he suspends Harbaugh, he's going to his, – his authority is going to be neutered because Michigan's going to go to court and get a temporary restraining order. They're going to find whatever judge they need to to do it. And you're going to have Michigan, again, arguably whoever – I don't know which brand is bigger, Ohio State or Michigan, but, again, one of your big brands is going to be furious. And, like, I don't think this is realistic, but, like, for instance, my friends, like – They've basically decided, you know what, if the Big Ten is going to suspend Harbaugh, screw this league. We'll leave in 2030. I'm sure the SEC will take us, and we'll start our own league. And, again, that's not realistic. Like, that's probably not going to happen. But the fact that you've got, like, people talking like that because of this, it, to me, tells me you didn't do, you didn't do your job well as the commissioner. Like, your job is to kind of tamp this down and not have it be so public like this. Um, and I, I think he's really kind of – I would be surprised if he's a long-term commissioner of the Big Ten after all of this. Uh, let me just ask you this. How, how important would it be to have Harbaugh on the sidelines for a national championship push? If you wanted to make it the Final Four, whatever, how important is actually having him on the sideline as opposed to being suspended? I mean, I would, you know, he's the head coach. Like, he's a Super Bowl coach, you know? Like, for all the – I know everyone goes, oh, like – they stunk before this sign stealing stuff happened, and they were then they got good as soon as they started doing this. And it's like that's you can spin that narrative. They didn't stink before all this. They had a bad COVID year, but like if you look at what Harbaugh did his first five or six years as the coach of Michigan, and you compare it to the previous ten years, Michigan was Michigan was playing football. Like he he dramatically improved the program, and with a break here, a break there he would have made the playoffs two, three times before he did. Um, now, did he live up to the expectations those first five or six years that were very high, obviously, when he got the job? No, not quite. But he was never as bad as people are making it out to be, like the beginning of his tenure. Um, but, like, I mean, like, the two coordinators are pretty young guys. Like, I, yeah, I, would, I, I think it does matter if he's, like, the coach during the rest of the season. Um, like the first three games, it was fine because they were playing terrible teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, they're going to have to go to Penn State this weekend. If they don't have Jim Harbaugh, like, I think that is going to be uh, – I'm not saying it'll be the reason – they'll lose definitely if that's the case, but I don't think it'll help. You know, I don't think it's going to help their cause. I don't think it's going to help against Ohio State. Um, and then certainly once you get to the – you know, they very clearly like them. You know, like the players, they, they were doing the free Jim Harbaugh stuff at the beginning of the season. Um, and so, I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the country. I mean, I know people are going to, you know, laugh at that because of the sign stealing stuff, but, like, he's been to a Super Bowl. He, you know, he had Stanford rolling in a way Stanford never rolls. He resurrected Michigan. Um like he's, a, he's I'm not saying he's the best coach in the country, but he's one of the top ten coaches in the country. Agreed. Uh, okay, on to uh, Memphis basketball. They played their first game of the season, got the dub, ran away there uh, at the end of the first half, and won by 17. Um, what were your sort of vibes from it? Was it, oh man, this team's not going to come together quick uh, as quickly as they need to? Uh, is it, you know, hey, this team's going to be just fine? Like, what were what were the Giannato vibes after game one? My, my thought was they didn't really play that well, and they still put up 94 points, which I thought was something that was encouraging. Um, you know, it does – it did – it was not the – if you go – the first exhibition game, it felt like, man, this team is like – just clicking already and it was like whoa this is impressive like I came away really impressed second exhibition game and then the season opener was much more of a mixed bag very clearly in terms of continuity and you know chemistry and just you know just having it look smooth um so 
you know, we'll see. But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm anxious to see what they look like in what's going to be, from what I understand, it's a sold out game at Missouri on on Friday night, um, and uh, against like a, you know, they're actually going to be playing a team with guys who are the same height as them and equivalent talent level, um, and so uh, my, my vibes were I'm not like. I don't want to rush to judgment. Like, get back to me when we get when they get back from the Bahamas, because I think like they're not going to have their coach in this game, you know. And then it, it's the first real game all these guys have played together. So I, I'm not going to like make a firm judgment based off of Friday night's game. Uh, I want to see where are they at when they get back from the Bahamas. Are they, you know, four and two, which would be, you know. I think pretty good. Ultimately, when all when push comes to shove, um, are they five and one? Or if five and one or better would be spectacular. I think. Um, and uh, let's see where they are then. But you know, I I don't I think this non conference the way it's set up, like they basically have ten really tough ga- you know ten tough games, and to think they're going to go nine and one or ten and zero oh in those games feels unrealistic to me. Um, and so my, my gut after watching the game is that, you know, they're probably they're going to be a they're going to be a very good team, maybe better than, you know, better than even two years ago's team. And certainly I think I think they're going to be better than last year's team. Um, but I do think that that with the way that the schedule works out, the way it just the reality is for Memphis, uh, my gut and I hope it's not this this turns out to be not true, but my gut is like they're going to end up in like kind of a similar spot as they were last year, like six, seven losses, you know, dom, you know, be, be the best, hopefully the best team in the league now with Houston gone. And unfortunately probably be like a seven, eight or nine seed in the NCAA tournament. That's kind of like my, what my gut is telling me having watched this. Cause I think they're going to, I think they're going to go like five and five, six and four in those tough games that they have, which is like, you're going to get some quality wins if you go six and four uh, in that schedule, but with the way the league is now, you know, six seven losses. You know, if you lose, let's say you drop two in conference play and four in non-con play, that means you're twenty five and six. And like, so maybe you get a seven seed instead of an eight seed, maybe you know. But like, I think they're in an unfortunate situation with the league where. You got you got to have like a Gonzaga type record to get a high seed. You got to be twenty nine and two, twenty eight and three, and I just don't like. It's going to be very hard to do. It feels like. Uh, I just wonder if you agree. I, I think you do. I was listening to you yesterday, and, and I'm back to Javon Quinley's got to be the key. They had those ten turnovers first eleven minutes. You know they're they're sort of you know taking turns. I think David Jones was five of those ten, but it was the twenty nine minutes after. The second half, it's just six turnovers, and it felt like, especially second half, Quinley kind of said, "Okay, I got, I got to get back to running this thing." If it, it, it needs to be like that, doesn't it, Mark? Throughout, you know, whether it's yes. we're talking about this important non-conference season or whatever you're going to be at the end of the season, it feels like to me the key to it now is Quinley being the Quinley of the second half, and this team, you know, not being one that throws it all over the place because it's got so many guys that can play, making everything else. He just, I'm back to. We discussed it, you know, last week. Maybe David Jones is the Quinterly feels like the key. Do you agree? Yeah, I called him. The, he's the swing player to me this season. Swing players. I think when he good. plays, when he plays well, this team's going to be really good. And like the first half the other night, the way I phrased it was like he played like the player Nato said he was in the first half of that game the other night. Like he was just like it wasn't like he was bad. He just wasn't involved at all. He was just very passive and like wasn't like just he was invisible out there almost it felt like. And then I don't know if someone said something to him or what, but you could see in the first five minutes of the second half, he came out and was like very assertive and you know, you could just tell when he was more assertive that the team it fell into place. Everything fell into place a little better, um, and so and I think frankly, when you looked at the second unit, you know I went back and watched the game again. Like Rick Stansberry classified Jalen Young as his the eleventh guy I right thought now. That was crazy to be that and low. Like, yeah, I think when you watched it in game one, at least, like it was very clear the second unit ran better when he was out there. Dude, it was a when spark. you had like an actual point yeah. guard there, yeah. um, and not you know like. When it was like, 
And, like, in theory, having, like, Caleb Mills as your, you know, kind of hybrid one with David Jones and Walton and two bigs, like, that is an intriguing lineup. You're super big. But, I don't know, it just felt like it looked better when you had an actual point guard out there. And we've seen, you know, over the years with Penny that, you know, that has been the truth throughout. When there's an, you know, you can try Amani Bates at point guard, but like it, it didn't work. He wasn't a point guard, and I, that's that's I was struck by that. But I, I, I'm with you in that Quinterly, he's not going to score a lot of points necessarily, and hopefully leads the team in assists. But like, I just think what he does is having that traditional point guard out there, especially on a team with like a lot of guys who have like if you look through this roster. Like, David Jones, Jaquan Walton, Jordan Brown. Like, by and large, they have a lot of guys who are good players on crappy teams. And Javon Quinterly is the one guy who they brought in who was a good player on a good team. Like, that guy knows how to win. He's the he's an SEC tournament MVP. Um, and so, to me, he's got to be the – especially now that DeAndre's not eligible – that's the guy that's got to lead you. Like, that's the guy. And you guys, it sounds like, from what Nate Oates said, from what you're behind the scenes, you kind of got to draw it out of him a little bit. You know, it's not necessarily, like, his natural disposition. But I think it's really, like, if this team's going to be an elite team, it's going to involve Javon Quinterly being a great point guard. I'll, that's I'll, what I think. I I'll think we're going to be a good team no matter what. Yeah. To be a great team. They need Javon Quinterly to be great. Yeah. To your point, I wonder if it's something, somebody said something to him because that would give you the sense that, man, he's he's not much of a self-starter at halftime like you're talking about. I'm just fascinated by that. Or if it's because he looked at Jalen Young out there who provided a spark and said, no, i got to take this thing back. Either way, good that he responded. Um, hopefully you won't have to you know, push a button going forward. That's with, with him, like you said, with Oates. Yeah. No, it's, it's – uh, it, the whole thing will be very, very, very interesting to watch because he has been, you know, kind of a not like it just sounds like he's, you know, he, he, he yeah, he's kind of like a, a guy who's not necessarily when he's all there, he's great. But, uh, you know, getting him all there is, you know, part of the challenge with him. You know, different different players have different weaknesses, and that appears to be maybe his weakness. All right, Mark, how you feel about the chances of the Grizzlies extending their uh, – making this an actual winning streak and, and beating Miami tonight? I know you're shorthanded, uh, but Miami is winless on the road. Looks like they'll have Adebayo, and uh, we'll see on Jimmy Butler. He played against the Lakers. Uh, what are your feelings tonight on Grizzlies, knowing that they are indeed still very much shorthanded? Well uh... – I just I want them to win one of these next two. I don't I hope they don't, I don't want them going winless on this two game home. Seems game. important. So whether it's, yep, yep. whether it's tonight or because like to me this is just all about it's all about okay can we be in a reasonable position when Ja comes back? Hundred percent. And to me like the way that works, especially when you look at what they've got on the road trip coming up, like you do not want to come out of these next two winless because the road trip is going to be. You know, tricky. You're playing the Lakers. You're playing the Clippers. You got Wembenyama on the road. Like you know, like you could, you know. And this is supposed to. This team has, over the last couple of years, been a really good home team. And um, yep. so I'd like to see them win at least one of these next two. Um, if you go two and zero, that'd be great. Um, and and I will say, I do think this matchup tonight makes you know. Makes sense that maybe they can win it in, because Miami's not a team that's going to roll up a bunch of points on you. They're not going to, like, shoot you out of the building. Um, their offense is as kind of plotting as the Grizzlies has been uh, early on. Uh, they've, won, they've won a couple more games because they've, you know, but, like, ultimately they haven't gotten off to a great start offensively either. Um, so we'll see. I'll be interested to see, like, you know, Biombo played so well in that first game, yes, again, you know, in the game against Portland, the second game. I know he played first in the full first game. Portland We're game, with but yeah. yeah, but, um, and I just, I don't think you can expect that type of production from him every night. So what I'm curious about is what is like kind of the equilibrium for him on this team? Like what is, what, is, what can we actually expect from him on a night-to-night basis? Because I'm not sure what, what he did that other night is something you're going to see every game. If, if, 
if Bismack Biombo could do that every game, he wouldn't have been a free agent <laughs> when the season started. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I want to see where does that settle in, like his role, if you will, and his usage and his production, where does that settle in? But you know, I give him a chance tonight. I mean, if, if Bain and Jaron play well again, and then you get if you can get Smart to play well, you know, I do think the supporting cast feels – Sturdy, you know, it's still not perfect, but it's sturdier than it was a week ago uh, when they last played in Memphis. And, you know, with Kennard, hopefully Kennard is shooting it well. And it, it seemed like they found a lineup at the end of that game that maybe they can really turn to in yeah. moments when they really, you know, they need help. Because that lineup with, it was Bain, Smart, um, Kennard, Jackson, Biombo. I, mean, I think they closed the game against Portland. They outscored them like 20 to 2 with that lineup. Um, and maybe you've hit on something there that you can ride in fourth quarters. Um, like, I don't know if they're going to start Kennard, but very clearly, Kennard should be the one who is closing games unless you need, like, some sort of defensive matchup with Zaire. Um, it should be Kennard closing games. But. Frankly, with like Smart and Biombo and Jackson, like you should be able to cover up Kennard decently well. And so um, it, I'll be interested to see if that lineup works again, you know, against Miami, against a better team uh, than Portland. But um, it's all about staying afloat. It's all about just get wins where you can here so that when we get to December 19th, you know, maybe they can have double-digit wins. Maybe they can have 10 wins. That's what I'm kind of – that's that's kind of what my eye on the prize is right yep, now. Yep, yep. Uh, real quick, I want to take you back to college basketball just for a, just for a moment uh, because your Michigan Wolverines uh, played last night and, and took care yeah. of business against uh, UNC Asheville, 99-74. Doug McDaniel had 22-8. and How important is that game going to be between Michigan and Memphis – uh, maybe for, for even both teams at that point in the season. Yeah, well, it's funny because I didn't watch the game last night, but my friends were saying, like, because I, I would say this, Michigan fans are not very uh, – there's not a ton of excitement about Michigan basketball right now, I would say. One, because of the football stuff is taking a lot of the attention away. But two, like, they didn't really – you know, Juwan Howard is coming back from heart surgery right now. He's not even coaching. Um, they didn't – they got a couple guys out of the portal but didn't really do great in the portal. And, frankly, they're coming off a year in which they had two first-round picks in Hunter Dickinson and didn't make the NCAA tournament. Um, so there's not a ton of enthusiasm. But from what I understand, like last night, they looked pretty good last night against UNC Asheville. Um, I think it's important for Memphis in that, one – I would love, I would love, love to see them play Arkansas. Like I think that would just be fantastic on Thanksgiving Day to get that game back. Um, and maybe if it's a good game, it would spark like the what should have happened, what should be happening every year of them playing each other here, either here in Fayetteville or whatever. Um, so it's important from that standpoint. But then it's important because we've seen in these types of tur- in these tournaments. I know the. The the battle for Atlantis is an upgrade over some of the events they've been in the past few years. But still, if you lose, you're just not going to get the bump in terms of opponents uh, that you're looking for out of this event. Like, if you lose, that means you're probably playing Stanford, who is better than last year, but, like, not that much better than last year. And then, you know, maybe you get, like, Texas Tech, whereas, you know, if you – you beat Michigan. One, that'll be a, I think that'll be a decent win on your resume. Um, two, you get a marquee win opportunity against Arkansas, presumably in game two, and then you know maybe Villanova or UNC in game three, like that. That if you go two and one with that, like the, you come out if you come out of this, let's say you beat Michigan, lose to Arkansas, and beat Villanova. Like that's a pretty good tournament for you, ultimately. Um, whereas if it's like, you know, you lose to Michigan, beat Stanford, and you know, I don't know who else is in that event. Beat North, yeah, I don't know who else is in that event, but um, you know, it just won't look as good. So, um, and like the reality is, if you look at 
Memphis's other non-conference, the rest of the non-conference schedule. I kind of group it in threes. You got this Missouri game that's kind of a weird standalone second game of the year, but then you got three games in Bahamas, then you got three road games in a row at um, at Ole Miss, at VCU, and at Texas A&M. And I'm going to be honest, I'm a little I'm a little worried that at Ole Miss and at VCU are not going to be as good as you thought they were going to be. VCU lost to McNeese State in game one, by the way. Um, and then at Texas A&M will be a good game, but that's going to be tough to go win in College Station. They're, 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 they're going to be very good this year. And then you got the three home games to close out non-conference play. I, I know they have Austin P, but to, to close out the real part of non-conference play, home games against Clemson, UVA, and Vanderbilt. Well, Vanderbilt looked awful last night. That's not going to be a good game. That's not going to be good on your resume. And, um, you know, we'll see about Clemson. Like, Clemson kind of feels a little bit like Michigan, like they're maybe at best a bubble team. UVA looks like they're going to be pretty good. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.